Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it's 5 o'clock on Monday, and we are stealing beer, and I'm blowing out John Hall's eardrums. How you doing, buddy? I almost made it out of Miami unscathed. I almost made it out of Miami unscathed. Was there, is there drama last night after you abandoned me? John, John went home at a very smart and respectable hour last night. John. I tried to. And on my... So I left the Wakefield bottle share. And I'm walking to... Uh, I'm walking back to the hotel. And, you know, we had, we had had some drinks, but I was of my own speed and my own capacity and everything. You, that I was, very mature thing you always shocked me with, where you knew that you were done and just said, I'll see you later, Uggs. And yeah, I was like, and just, but, and just but, walked out. But, and as I was walking out and got to the end of the, 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 the block, uh, a rogue curb jumped up and bit me on the foot. Motherfucker. And I fell to the ground, and I'm all, like, scraped Holy up. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> And, and the good people of Miami, they, they, they came to my aid. Everybody's like, are you okay? And I was like, just my pride, just, <laughs> just like my embarrassment. Like, I'm all right. And uh, dusted myself off and limped back to the hotel and I was in bed by 845. Wow. And it was delightful. Wow. It was I'm, delightful. I'm really sorry you went through that. That's terrible. No, it's fine. It's, you know, it's, you, you can't come to a, a wake fest without an injury. Anyway. That, well, so far, so far, I'm okay, buddy. The only things injured on me are banging around inside my brain. Um, so, is moksha the appropriate pronunciation, or is I always it say mo- moxa? Moxa. Yeah, moxa. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. Right. I uh, Derek and Corey are here. By the way. I was gonna get to okay. that. I was gonna say we have Derek and Corey of moxa, but John sent me one, you know, some notes, and he gave me like a different pronunciation. I was like, God fucking damn it! Have I been saying this wrong my whole life? <laughs> We've <laughs> so, heard it all. So wait, one more time. Moxa. Moxa. Okay. Yeah. And that's awesome. All right. Well, welcome, boys. So it's uh, so Thieves at Home, 56 days ago, we sat down with Troy. Yeah. And here we are feeling like it's only been 48 hours. 48 long hours. And we're sitting down with Derek and Troy and Moxa to close out our, our two-month residency at the, at the Arlo, Arlo Hotel. Yeah. for Jay Wakefield, the motherfucking pimp's hotel for, stay. For background, this is the eighth show that we've done in two days. Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's rapid fire. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is John often has to translate that for me because he'll make the joke like, well, you remember last week? And I'll be like, no, dude. And he'll be like, <laughs> an hour ago. An hour like, ago. Right, right. Anyway, gentlemen, so let's start with, so we are all three hours from going into the mouth of Wakefest. What did you guys bring to pour? What's what's along? What's the idea? How'd you get it here from the West Coast? Tell me all the drama of getting here. Yeah, so uh, we are pouring uh, a stout and uh, a sour, actually, even though we we don't make too many uh, sours, but we we felt like it was a little bit different. Um, The sour is a sangria-inspired sour with a... um, 
bunch of different fruits, wine grapes, and, uh, and and this is just like a kettle sour. It's just a quick kind of like we like making concoctions that simulate drinks um, and spices. So we have that going on, and then there's also a collaboration stout with uh, Jay Wakefield okay. um, and uh, Gold Brewing in San Diego, which is soon to open, and uh, Moster Coffee. So that that recipe has been brewed with Jay Wakefield uh, since 2016. And uh, it was under the uh, Big Papa beer that we make. And Ah. then there's Barrel-Aged Big Papa. So this is our version of Barrel-Aged Big Papa. Uh, Did you guys brew it here with Wake, or did you brew it home and drag it here with you? No, we brewed it at Moxa. That's awesome. So it's a proper West Coast. Yeah, it's it's going to be totally sensible. It's got the essence of California. Oh, it'll yeah. be totally Super sensible, dry, reasonable. Yeah. If I'm familiar with that beer, it's like 3%. You can just drink it all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not going to put me under the fucking table. Oh, God. All right. You anyway. are banged up. It's, it's very appropriate for Florida, right? Yeah. It, it's I, I, super hot weather and super high ABV <laughs> pastry stout. I still don't. Under, I, I, years of coming down here, I still don't fully understand the appeal of. This should be a logger town, beer. right? It should be a logger town. I think it should be a Saison town, and nobody will agree with me on that. And I keep pushing that narrative. Ice cold Saison. Really good Saison. Really nice, clean ferment Saison. So good for this. But no, nobody agrees with me, and apparently it's. it's it, they tried it. Bob Sylvester tried it. and it 50% sugar water. Yeah. And it just makes you. I mean, it makes sense, right? When you're a kid in the summer, you only yeah. eat ice cream, right? Right. It's, it's all the same thing. If you well, like chocolate ice cream. The sour we brought is almost 15%, so we're, we're fitting right in here. Fuck you. So actually, let's just talk brewing perspective. Did, did the grapes you put in it ferment to take it up that high? Yeah, we co-fermented with right. the, uh, the wine grapes. Uh, Merlot and Grenache. Oh, fun. Yeah, Grenache makes a lot of sense for the idea. Um, California grapes, like, is it easy to get that out by you guys? Can you just call up and be like, hey, send us some juice? Uh, so we didn't actually get them straight for, from a winery. Uh, we did a little trick where we bought a bunch of home winemaking kits, <laughs> like a pallet of them. Um, <laughs> like the just, ones that they sell at Bed Bath & Beyond, like things like that? Uh, maybe. Or like, okay. uh, we no we sourced them through our, our brewery supplier and got like the highest quality ones they offer, and the, the juice tastes awesome. And so we just uh, put it in the fermentation a couple days after pitch, um, ferments right out like crazy, and that juice is like 40-something Play-Doh, so it really bumps up the gravity. And then it, it dries out, and uh, we ended up with uh, 14.5% sangria that's, uh, that's beer. monster. That's monster. That's that's incredible though. I wouldn't. I, where did where did that idea of like okay, let's get the home winemaking kit come from? Uh, I think well, the idea for making a sangria beer. We we've been making a lot of like cocktail inspired beers, um, and this particular one was uh, kind of like a recipe that I made for my in laws one Christmas, and like let's turn it into a beer. So not only was the uh, the wine grapes added, but then we also had. Pomegranate, blackberry, boysenberry, key lime. That's uh, a fancy, <laughs> fancy yeah. sangria, man. And, and then we, uh, and then we uh, treat it with uh, cinnamon allspice and clove. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a very yeah. fancy sangria. So there's this bar in my hometown. I've eaten a bacon cheddar burger at this bar for 52 years. It's like you know the neighborhood spot. Um, the funniest thing about it is. You know, four taps, but they're famous for their like Long Island iced tea and their sangria. And these are all like 1978, you know, 
cocktail recipes that came in a book with a jello mold kind of thing. <laughs> and when they make their sangria, literally all they're doing is pouring red wine into a glass, <laughs> throwing some Tropicana on top of it or wine glass and sending it out to the table. Ah, and it's made me laugh for, you know, since I learned what a sangria could be, I was like, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. And it's, they're never, and if they changed, I think the whole town would revolt, right? Nobody wants proper sangria in this place. But as you're describing, I was like, oh, I got to get this recipe over to Barnacles because they, they, that's not what they're doing. That is not what they're doing. That is not their focus. Anyway, John, how much do you like sangria? Do you, sangria is one of those boozes, like, I, not that I'm, not that there's not one that kills me, but sangria is one of those ones that when I drink it, I lose time. Like, oh, yeah. Only every now and then, and I'm like, God damn it, what happened last night? It is one of those things because it, it lends itself to a nice party, and you're out there, and it, I feel like that's one of those those drinks to where if you just have a cup and somebody's got a proper picture of it, the glass never gets to the bottom. Somebody's always just topping you off like with that, and then that's how you lose time. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, right? All right. I, I wanted to ask about like cocktail beers because I've been seeing a trend of a lot of breweries. Years ago, there were, okay, we're going to make cocktail-inspired beers. Uh, Garrett Oliver was doing it. Um, with, with some of his Brooklyn stuff, he had like the concoction, which was based off the penicillin and uh, a bunch of other a bunch of other ones. But in the last maybe two months, I've heard brewers talking about making an old-fashioned inspired beer, or making a Manhattan-inspired beer, or you know going in that route of trying to blend beer and cocktails, you know, the flavors together. So, for for, for you guys, when you're talking about that, when you're thinking about it, where does the inspiration start, and then where do what are you looking for in the final result? I mean, I think for us, it's driven from just trying to seek out new ideas. There's so many beers out there that like it's all been done. And so trying to find something to brew that's new and interesting um, can be tough. So we, we pull a lot of inspiration from desserts sometimes. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, um, me and Everybody, there is there, there there is a lot of hangover at this table this morning. There's injuries and hangovers. It's the the walking wounded and the fest hasn't started yet. So go on. Uh, and then cocktails are this uh, I don't know this big untapped reservoir of carefully crafted flavors uh, that involve alcohol and just kind of a natural fit that um, to to take inspiration from those. Yeah. So we've been doing. Not necessarily like the whiskey inspired ones, but gin, vodka. So we've done uh, ones based off of mule, um, uh, gin brown bowl. Uh, there's a cocktail that was created in Sacramento called a wh uh, white linen, uh, which is gin, cucumber, uh, elderflower liqueur, and uh, soda water. And so we, we've done one based off of that as well. Now I want one of those. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that sounds like pretty that refreshing, sounds like right? Yeah, that's, that's, that yeah, sounds that's like it would take the edge off this perfect, hangover yeah. for sure. Yeah, ne so next year we'll so have my made up. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. My yep. favorite cocktail of all time is called a Southside, and it's uh, basically gin, sour, you know, lemon mix, and some mint. Um, and I made one where I threw a properly soured beer into a gin barrel for a while and then put mint on it. And I loved it, but every time I mint anything, people just yell at me because it tastes like toothpaste and I should be killed. And I'm like, but this is a mint cocktail. It's like a mojito. Like, what? And everybody, everybody yelled at me. Your best friend, um, Alex Kidd, told me it was, I knew, I knew you were told me bring it, it was the stuff of his nightmares. I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, He's Alex, like, what is Alex wrong went with off you? on one of his rants of him, uh, about, on, on about the beer toothpaste and, yeah. beer. But I was like, come on, man. Just go get the cocktail. You'll see it. Nope. Fuck you, Augie. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I think the challenge for us is uh, we... we 
choose to use real ingredients for everything, and yeah. that goes along with our stouts, uh, treating it with real ingredients, but also these cocktail-inspired beers. So uh, that cucumber beer, I was um, basically running it, like slicing them, quartering them lengthwise, and uh, running them through a food processor, uh, treating them in our treatment vessel, and basically making pickles <laughs> is what, <laughs> what it ended up being. But uh, yeah, then flavor does infuse well. Uh, uh, for the meal, I was uh, scraping ginger, uh, with a spoon and, and yeah. run it through food processors. Uh, are you are you a skin on cucumber brewer or a skin off cucumber brewer? The skin was on. Right on. Also, it was on Saturday, so I wasn't looking to be there. Yeah. I get it, normal. but it's one of those important <laughs> questions, man. There's a very yeah. different flavor to cucumber with yeah. or without skin, and I, I always ask somebody. Yeah. Somebody at some point along the way gave us a like tzatziki inspired beer. And, oh, really? <laughs> and I don't remember this. I, I do, and it was a. Uh, I, uh, it's stuff of my nightmares. Um, no, it was, it was lovely, but it was. Uh, but he was skid on, and I was like, like it needed to be there for all those flavors. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't going for a light cucumber touch. He was going for like you put it on a gyro. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, <clears throat> that's a lot of fun. So we and are you using? It's just instinctive. I'm assuming, and I shouldn't assume. I should ask. Um, are you barreling, you know, to liquor for the cocktail stuff when you're like, all right, this is the flavors that go in, but here's the base. Are you gin barreling gin ones? Are you fucking around with that at all? Uh, we've never actually barrel aged any of these uh, sour cocktail beers. Um, I feel it's kind of blasphemous to throw a kettle sour in a barrel. Um, so well, it, we're in the days of <laughs> blasphemy, my man. Like, well, a fair point. That, um, that wouldn't <laughs> even be the biggest sin I saw last night. You've come to, you've come to the right festival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> uh, so we kind of just approach it from uh, deconstructing the flavors gotcha. uh, standpoint. Yeah. So you know, the the gin comes from adding juniper and coriander and grapefruit peel and, and these things to Fun. reconstruct those flavors. I like that. That's, that's a lot more work than just getting a gym barrel, though. So good on you. Oh, good yeah. for doing the work. <laughs> yeah. You just look at this. You know, you know there's a shopping list of barrels we all get, right? And you can just be like, all right, gin. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what, yeah. So last night, all right. So tell me your feelings. I know you guys are, you know, whatever you do, it's definitely successful and everybody's aware of you and it lines and so on and so forth and where that culture is. But as somebody who's been playing so well in this group of people that we're all hanging out with this weekend for so long, you know what was super fun for me last night at the bottle share was the, and you left, I sent you a picture, but without saying anything to us, Marie and John had in the corner of one of those bus buckets of ice, a brown ale, a smoked ale, NESB, all with Wakefield branding names and all that. And I was completely unaware of those guys, you know, I know they do them, and I see them every now and then on their Instagram up in Jersey, but there was all the beers we say we want to drink were in this one bucket ready to go. I was like, this is, times are changing. So yeah. <laughs> You sent me a two-second video last night of absolutely nothing. No, that's the label. The words on the label are what it's, it's about. It's a two-second video where the quality is so poor <laughs> that it is just pixelated the just entire so you know, time. That looked exactly right to me last and night. I love, and I, I love that that came through at 8.55 p.m. and I was already home. Injured. Like, yeah, I was already home. You'd already injured. recovered yeah. from your fall. So you stumbled home. <laughs> and that wasn't from alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But anyway, so, you know, so I I saw that as a wonderful change because so the first time I came down here for whatever this was, it was bottles and it was magnums and it was, and you know and there and there was a a big mix of brewers and people, and last night it was kind of just us hanging out, drinking some pretty reason some silly beers but some pretty reasonable beers and just you know 
playing basketball and having the time of life. And I was just, I was wondering if you feel and what you've seen as those shifts in your part of the world versus our East Coast part of the world. I think it's uh, like the brewer's reception. We bring brewer beers uh, for those. So mm-hmm. last night we brought a Czech lager, but we also bought barrel-aged stout. So yeah. we got a little <laughs> of both. Um, yeah. uh, uh, the lagers went first, obviously, and the stouts kind of hung around. Uh, but we, we noticed with these welcome receptions amongst brewers, amongst our peers, that uh, the lager keg get always gets killed first. So that's what we've been doing. We've been donating um, uh, like a lager keg uh, to the uh, brewer's reception or a case of cans whatever yeah uh but that's what we like to drink uh yeah. before we get into the shit show that's uh, you know you the those, beer festival those really bad choices <laughs> john did that to me i think it was two years ago where it was like you're talking about like we were all just pacing on lagers and having a good time and all of a sudden some silly bottle of whiskey showed up and i'm standing there in the yard just shooting fucking god damn it anyway so what brings us together on steal this beer john hall yes sir is a uh, candid conversation of beer what it's doing not what we were told it would do uh, how it tastes, <laughs> not how we got it. Jesus fucking so Christ, I'm so hungover. So banged um, up. I'm banged up. Anyway. To facilitate that. The pro- to facilitate that, we drink blind out of black glasses. The guys dragged us some beers, obfuscated them in the world's most secure sock monkeys, and poured them into black glasses, and John and I are tasting them. Our travel tumblers. Our, our, yes, our, our on-the-road plastic which travel by, by the way, our fancy stemmed glassware, b- God damn it. By the way, I, I just want to tell you how difficult it is to get blueberry mead out of these things. <laughs> like, I washed these glasses like three times and there were still like yeah. sticky messes. Uh, after our show with, uh, with, with John last week, we, we got into yes. the meadery show and we started drinking blueberry, we were drinking, so gin barrel blueberry mead, so which was delightful. The um, Miami's passion for sugar water extends to far beyond stouts with oh, adjuncts. Yeah. And yeah, you go even, this even harder with, with yeah. like sweet meat. But we're oh, sitting yeah. there drinking it with him like yesterday. Like the show's over. He's like, do you want to taste my meat? He's like, of course we do. We're just sitting right over here sipping. And I mean, it was very pretty and it was super delicate. And I can't remember the name of the flower. It's an indigenous Florida flower, but the yeah. honey was gathered from bees. It grew up. It was just Metal fun. Home. There was terroir to it. It was super cool. Yeah. Um, and then you know, two bottles later, there's just basically oh. pancake syrup in my hand. I'm like, All right, so help me out then with this first beer because right, I am getting because bl- I am getting blueberry Are off of this beer. I'm drinking off a of beer one, which is always stupid, but it's but there's like a out. it's like a, a a proper fruited, you know, pastry stout. Yeah, huh. but it's yeah. I mean, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but you it's got, you got the fruit wrong. I did yeah. get the fruit wrong. Yeah. Okay, so I'm. I, I'm, I just know that it's fruit, um, but yeah, it tastes like it tastes like what I guess these days we could call a breakfast sour, right? Because it feels like there's some maple syrup sweetness, and I've got like just to me, it's just that kind of altogether stuff you would put on a waffle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And since I just came from the brunch downstairs, eating exactly that and drinking coffee, this is working very well for me. I am worried that. I've had in the last 56 days of being in our tenure in Miami, I've yeah. had a full alcohol tolerance shift because <laughs> Jesus, that's saying something. I'm you. almost welcoming this. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, this will stop the shakes. You I'm are like, now. I'm like a nightmare vodka person. You are now. Point. You are now <laughs> a, a proper South Floridian beer drinker. I'm telling you, man. I need the sugar <laughs> and the alcohol just to straighten up. Um, but I think it's lovely. And, yeah, no, you know, this, this is this, this is, is well one done. of those beers. It's, and uh, you know what? We like them a lot more than I think we say we do. 
but these are one of these beers where it's almost completely binary for me. It's either okay, I like that one, or I don't. Right? It's it's either too sweet or the right amount of too sweet. You uh, know what I mean? A- absolutely. And it's like these are just sippers. Like, but they're, they're the flavors are what we're interested in. Mm-hmm. It's like you know dissecting the layers that we're getting on our palate is uh, why we drink these. I feel um, not really to drink the bottle or drink half the bottle. This is more for sharing. <laughs> exactly. Perfectly designed for two ounces. Um, huh. But I got so hung up on that blueberry, I can't move past it in my mind. Let it go, John. No, I know. I'm breathe just in love, breathe out anxiety. No, I'm fine. Um, I like, so there's a, so the problem with it being like good, proper fruity sweetness, I think, as you're talking about, is there's a neat second or third wave of flavor I'm not grabbing. There's a second or third wave of flavor I'm not grabbing at, you know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, I'm trying to figure out what your berry is. Did we get tripped up on coconut? on one of the shows this week. Somebody brought coconut and yeah. we, we couldn't find it in there, although it was really in there. And that's been rattling around in the back of my brain of like how to try to start to re-identify that because for a long time, and I like that you were talking about using real flavors and like real ingredients before because a lot of those coconut or vanilla stouts that were coming out tasted like a Mounds bar and which, you know, it might look like coconut, but that is probably not real coconut kind of thing or it's, it's so yeah. adjuncted with, with that flavor. That when you're starting to use the real stuff, it it's that it's that palate shift, and you have to be like, oh, okay, it's you yeah, know, this is real grape as opposed to Jolly Rancher. Kind yeah, of it's thing. a lot better with the coconut beers of tasting like Mounds Bar versus tasting like uh, you squirted sunscreen lotion in your mouth. Mm. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Again, um, fool me once. No, so where are you drinking? This is this is like you said. This is a share beer, right? Yeah. This is a this is a in a perfect world, there's 10 guys, each with one version of this, and they all show up to the same table. You taste them all the way through, yeah. and then you switch back to Pilsner. Yeah. Right? That's so the end of the story is we write, write the story. So this, the show has started when, when people were collecting and everybody was being a little ridiculous Precious. about accumulating. Yep. And the game was, you know, because brewers always bring cool beers. If you had this in your cellar, if you have this in your cellar, I would say drink it today. I would say find oh, a reason yeah. to open this bottle. It's just about, you know, it's I can't imagine it ages better from here, right? And that was the whole beginning. So if you had this, where would you drink it? What would be the gathering to drink it mm-hmm. is the idea. But I, I definitely, this would be one I want. I'm usually good about that. Clearly, I don't have my shoulder. <laughs> um, you're, wa- you're walking away from the mic. You're uh, just, yeah, you're not... Oh, we so rarely days. we so rarely have California brewers on the show. You guys deserve better than what we're doing <laughs> right now. We should have put you guys first when we were we were so enthusiastic. Troy got the best of us. Troy uh, Casey was show number one of this of this weekend. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So let's just reveal it. Let's move back to California. Yeah. I I want to. You're revealing. Yeah. Yep, what, yep. Are, what are we drinking? Let here? us know. All right. So this is a local brewery of ours uh, from Flatland Brewing. Uh, they're down in Elk Grove, California, which is just 20 minutes south of Sacramento. Uh, they just upgraded their brew house within the past couple of years and have really been showcasing some really great flavors, not just with stouts, but IPAs, lagers, and uh, actually barrel-aged sours. They're one of the few in our area that do barrel-aged sours. Really? Okay. All right. So it's an iced quad raspberry and white mocha. Thing is, it's not a quad. <laughs> That's what we <laughs> called them out on. We were like, but it's like deceiving, but it's an imperial stout with a... You could read the list of uh Yeah, it's, I, I it's can't. Pretty I can't because I'm an old man and need reading glasses. <laughs> but I usually pass that part to John. I think it's, it's like quad shot 
uh, yeah. oh quad shot espresso okay because i was so they have okay. i wasn't gonna do the you know barley wine stout quad argument with you guys Iced quad but i was like there's wine no wine. yeast character there you know what i mean that's that, that's not a quad. So, so yeah, so the label has one of those Starbucks uh, printed out things that you'd slap on the side of a coffee. So it says five pumps raspberry, three pumps vanilla, two pumps uh, <laughs> cacao nibs, one pump cacao butter, uh, some cold foam, no ice. Uh, yikes, mobile order. Very, very cool. I, they really should have just really misspelled a simple name like Jim with a Y or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> just, to, just, to, yeah. just to take it all the way there. And, and hey, hey. Uh, like for Jim, G-Y-M. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's gluten reduced, uh, which is which is super important, and 15.8% uh, ABV. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Good morning. Like I said, I worry yeah. about my own health. Usually I have an approach avoidance to that level of alcohol, and this morning I was like, oh, this will be fine. By the way, I dig this bottle. Yeah, it's a cool bottle. It's like one of those it's a high-shouldered, kind of medicinal-looking, very narrow-necked like, bottle. Yeah. Like old British kind of thing, like you'd expect like kinda, old yeah. bottles of bass or something. This is great art, too. Yeah. It's a cool bottle. No, Thanks I dig for it. sharing. Yeah, it, no, this is, this is awesome. All right. Um, so let's get back to California. Let's get back to, so <laughs> We're gonna I die. think you know, so when I start 14 years ago, a lot of what was cool and available on the East Coast was either from San Diego or, you know, Massachusetts, Delaware, Pennsylvania. Um, so I was I was out a lot, you know what I mean? Um, how do you say McElhinney? McElhinney, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I've still have never said that. Sean and Pat. Right? Yeah. yeah, those guys were making some of the coolest beers in the world, and I'd get out there just to taste them and, and that. And then, you know, and then when we when we go from 1,000 breweries to 10,000 breweries, there's no reason to be like, i got to get to the West Coast to taste those beers again. Um, so I'm wondering if, you know, the fiefdoms have carved out. Like, I think we got super national in everything we were doing for the middle five years of my tenure. And now I think people are like, Portland is back to being, well, this is what they do in Portland. And, you know, people are having their locals peer out again. So I'm wondering if, if one, if you agree and see that, and two, what you think is going on specifically unique to your part of the world versus the others. Yeah. Well, I think we're definitely seeing a resurgence of West Coast IPA. Um, it's a... Uh, Pretty much sweet hat. It, it's basically on par with the hat, yeah. uh, for us at this point. Uh, also loggers, um, and you mentioned like the the what not globalization, but yeah. you know everybody's trying to seek the same thing. And for a while there, we're all trying to make hazies like they do it on the East Coast, and and now we're sort of like everybody's trying finding their own style, and I like that. You find some that are a little drier, some that are sweeter, uh, and there's a whole spectrum there. So let, let's talk to you West Coast guys about what you think West Coast is, right? So if I was talking, if you were asking me, I would say classically West Coast had some caramel malts and was a big boil edition and a big dry hop edition, um, all in the idea of balancing across a bigger spectrum and definitely what I think is West Coast these days has a lot less of that bittering addition when I started this will be fun when I started there was no real math for additions after Whirlpool as moving bitterness 
and I think the more we pushed up the back end, the more we realized we were definitely catching bitterness there. So if you were valuing only based on the traditional 60 to zero, you were entering up far more bitter than the calculations because you were grabbing from that. So I think what's happened is, is we've all realized that the early hops have been minimized for that type of bitterness, right? Um, so that's what I would say from our side of the world. But out there, what are you guys seeing as a delineation between New England and now back to a West Coast style kind of thing? So we actually brew both. We brew like the hazy style and we brew the West Coast style. With West Coast style, I actually did grow up in, a, in, in San Diego and uh, went to Alpine and uh-huh. Pete Support. And their big thing was no crystal malt. So that was, that was it. So no crystal malt. And even uh, Pliny the uh, Elder was created in the San Diego region. Uh, used to have C40 in it now it doesn't so they're kind of just going straight for no like get everything out of the way and let those hop shine so yeah. for for us it's a uh, uh, we're kind of following the same model and that's what we like to drink is just the heavy late um, whirlpool edition and then an extremely heavy dry hop yeah uh, I mean we're dry hopping from four to six pounds per barrel uh, and that is creating enough bitterness to, to fall into that range yeah yeah and so. when we start or at least when we started uh, you know everybody's a different story but you would give no bitterness numbers to that last dry hop. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, well, that's not right. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't really calculate it. It's more like by trial and error. Yeah, yeah but you, you <laughs> yeah. just learn. You just yeah. learn that, yeah. all right, if we're going to put this much at that end, we've got to take a lot out of this end. You know what I mean? And, and Or at least that's what I learned along the way. But so if you were right now, so again, and this is this is just old man curmudgeonly bullshit. This isn't whatever. But if you asked me, it's got to be Simcoe can be citra you know should be maybe centennial chinook you know i mean if you were going to be west coast and nowadays obviously to much to john's chagrin nobody does anything without mosaic but and there's nothing wrong I just, with I just, I just don't like the hop <laughs> mosaics in every single one of our <laughs> yeah. west coast ipa no, you can't yeah. do anything without mosaic <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just can't i just so i, I was figuring out i was I'm doing trying, a project for the last year where i fell in love with the um the new Trident hop from Hopsteiner, um, which is great, the all blend pellet they made. And I just kept trying to throw shit against it to make it work, to be like, to really play to that. I'd be like, all right, let's try it with Citroen Amarillo. I always like those. And in the long run, I was like, fuck, it's Mosaic. <laughs> <laughs> I tried 50 ways to not use Mosaic on that beer, and it landed on Mosaic. Yeah. But anyway, so, so yeah, Mosaic, classic now. What else what yeah, else, what else the, do you guys? What else you pull? And can you make a West Coast with Southern Hemisphere hops? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- there's kind of no rules anymore. Um, we've kind of done it all. It's... Uh, Definitely mosaic is prominent there, um, a lot of citra as well, uh, but we'll often pull, um, uh, what's it, Centennial, um, yeah. uh, pretty much any of the, the popular hops, a lot of strata. Uh, one of our best uh, West Coast doubles, in my opinion, uh, uses a heavy dose of Nelson. Yeah. Um, and I th- it's think it plays really that. well in there. So yeah. there's really whatever the flavor uh, is driven by. And we're fortunate to select our hops. Uh, yeah. And with when we had a Nelson selection, we had two lots that we thought one was good for West Coast, one was good for Hazy. So we actually contracted both of those. And uh, the West Coast that we're making um, that's released uh, um, currently is uh, with the West Coast hop. It has a little bit like dank qualities, whereas the other one with the Hazy's has a lot more stone fruit qualities. Got it. Yeah, so that's – I can see both sides of that. That makes total sense. And – 
usually I just I guess what I would do in my head is just more or less not switch the switch the recipe that's super cool yeah Nelson's gorgeous um What's going on over there, John? You're on beer too. I am on Talk beer too. I yeah, I do too. So this is this is a really is nice salty? way. A little bit, right? A little so bit tart, a little bit tangy. I don't think it's like it, I'm not calling it a goza, but the the water profile. In this is a a oh. salty water profile. Oh yeah, you, yeah. you guys have this. Like yeah. when we we've we were been sitting here for, sipping on yeah, it the whole yeah. time you've been talking. About. Forgot, <laughs> forgot we poured you it. All right, let's pour ourselves. Mm. I was like goza. That wasn't the the beer. No, no, it's, it's a stout. Like I said, but it's just. And nice and tight and fresh and yeah i like putting it you if you said to me these would be the me two flavors today i would have put this one first and i think it comes <laughs> yeah behind. that was an accident no. <laughs> no but i'm telling you but i think it comes behind that one very nicely right because yeah. whatever the fruit it was it ended up being raspberries right so whatever that raspberry thing is is kind of gatewaying five pumps of raspberry yes five pumps <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this one actually, um, this style I think is a great breakfast beer. Yeah, kind of like a mimosa kind of thing. Right? Yeah, we've been talking about that with some of the some of the prettier sours that we've had on. It's a really nice way to start the morning. Yeah, and th this this particular one, it has that nice sort of citric acid, uh, a little bit of that like lemony, uh, like lemony essence, but like more herbal than anything else. Like it's so not. So you say lemon verbena. No. By the no, way, the not hotel soap. Are you guys staying here? <laughs> yeah. Every single thing in this in my room stinks no. of lemon verbena. I go to wash my hands, lemon verbena. I go to wash my hair, lemon verbena. Like everywhere I go, it's lemon verbena. That's their. That's in their, the Arlo. That's their. And that's their shtick. Yeah. Fifty-six weeks. Everybody. 56 everybody days. smells like tea walking right. around here. Like, it's a just <laughs> like a lovely gerbil tea. Um, all right, anyway, I didn't mean to sidetrack you. I was. I was no, no, no. But when this you said is. That, I was like, that might just be me. I, I agree. This is like a <laughs> breakfast thing, and it's it's it lends itself to this weather as well. Like this is a really nice eye opener in a way, and and actually behind the stout, um, or the quad, or whatever we're you know whatever we're calling that, um, uh, is it, it really is it's it's refreshing. Like it woke my palate right back up after yeah. you know the heaviness of the sugar sort of stunted them a little bit. This you know the carbonation is nice. It just kind of yeah. just picked me up in a nice way. Yeah, it's um, this this so uh, we haven't really done that in a long time, but this is definitely a Lauren beer. If this was in my house, my wife doesn't love beer, but loves cool, interesting sour stuff. So if this was in the house, I'd be obliged to drink it with her. There's a so slight. I don't get to make many sentences around beers like this, other than Lauren. Are, would are you getting clean wood on the finish? Some sort clean of clean wood? No. Um, I'm getting super if it was dry wine. I would call it stems. Um. But not wood, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. It's just like a nice dry do, finish do you know to what it. The whole cluster crushing is in Chardonnay making. No, please, please enlighten us because no, this is why people tune throw, into a beer podcast. When you throw the whole batch in and press with stems, and it gives a certain like that stemmy, kind of stemmy under. Okay. A stemmy, a stemmy tannin instead of a seed or wood tannin, um, or skin tannin if it's red, um. I love it though. Fuck, I want more of it. Um, yeah, this is gonna be. So, have you guys had this beer before? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it is it doing what you wanted it to do? Are we? Oh yeah, it's pretty yeah. consistent every time it comes out, and uh, yeah, one mm. of I think one of the favorites amongst our peers, beer drinking peers in uh, the region. Yeah, this is something of a classic uh, in Northern California. Gonna do the I'm reveal. Gonna do the reveal. West Ashley? I don't know this. I don't know this. It, it's a bridge. 
Tell now, us about there's it. There's peaches on the label? Apricots. 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 Oh. Okay. Oh, God, you can read that. Uh, well, tell us about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wes Ashley is from uh, Sante Darius Rustic Ales. Got yeah. you. And that's. You uh, know who that is. Yeah, I yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere <laughs> on there. I was like, I don't know Wes yeah. Ashley. We know Sante Darius. Yeah, so th- this is one of their uh, most popular beers uh, that they release. It's a clean fermented, well, stainless fermented okay. uh, mixed firm beer uh, with apricots. Yeah. So, uh, starts that, off as a saison, uh, aged in French oak Pinot Noir, oh, uh, apricots. Right. Never mind. That was just me politely stainless correcting you. I'm just gonna read. I was just gonna read the stainless the real information. Yeah, uh, stainless steel ferment onto wood. I'm guessing is um, what we're talking about here. Yeah, this but is so so tart, complex, delectable beer. Your tannin might be that wood, but it could also be apricot kernels, right? There's like that's an argument amongst fruit fruiting sours, right? Leave the stones in or pull them out. Oh yeah, and they typically give what uh, the um, like almond notes. Yeah, yeah, the uh, new I O. Right? I think that's right. Yeah, exactly. Maybe coming off the skins or something. Seven point three percent. This is delightful. Yeah, remember when I told you that you should drink saisons down here? <laughs> this is me being right right in front of your this face. This is this is all <laughs> just <laughs> this is all just coming. I'm. Yeah. Everything's coming up. August when did I disagree with you? I just said Every that other I've people tried Every yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can. So, but all right. So, the other thing is California is the biggest goddamn fucking state in the world. So, and I so big. I do that (laughs) dumb East Coast thing. I'm like, so how far is it going to be? How far is San Andreas from you guys? Like in real. Sacramento to Capitola, which is a Santa Cruz region, is three and a half hours away. Yeah, all right. So, doable, but you're not doing it on a Friday. Yeah, we, mean, we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for, the, for this beer, I'd make the, I'd make the drive. Yeah. I'd make somebody else get it for me. Like, yeah, we, we, we brewed with uh, Humble Sea out there, and we did, we did a day trip. We just went over there and brewed and then came back, and, yeah, it was three hours each way. That's a lot more self-control than I have. You let me free in your brewery for a couple hours. I'm not driving home. You've mentioned a couple of collaborations, you know, throughout, and you know, obviously the ones that you did with Wakefield and everything else like that. Um, I know that you guys do a lot of them. Um, or it seems to be, at least from following on social media and everything. Um, where is the, where's the, it, it still must be fun if you're doing it. Um, like where is the fun these days? You know, cause it's, you know, if you've been doing collaborations for a long time, you know, it's somebody gets an idea, you kind of go from there, but you know, for a brewery that's doing it like, like you guys are, where is the fun these days? I mean, I love seeing how each brewery approaches uh, the style that we're after um, and then designing the beer together, um, the travel, the hanging out with other brewers and just talking shop. Um, I th- think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, I, I, I so miss. Microphone. I so miss the microphone. Fair yes. enough, sorry. Um, but yeah, I think when you said it, like COVID just stole going into somebody else's brewery for 15 hours and just the dumb little conversation that happens in hour five, you know what I mean? Like, all right, dude. Man, you really hang around. Yeah. I like, I, I, I like to be there. I was going like to say, I, I have no, never I once actually seen you put in a full shit. collaboration day, but that's, I always do a full collaboration. But yeah, from beginning of the day to end you of the day, you show up and you bless the tank and then you're that's at the at gin bar brewery. down the street. That's at yeah. my brewery. You're at at my brewery. My call is at 9 a.m. <laughs> at my brewery, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, all right, so at my brewery, you pose with that paddle. All right, let's go upstairs, start drinking, and I'll let you out of here in 15 hours. Sounds um, right. Yeah, that's, 
I like this beer. Yeah, this is really. Let's say to speak to collaboration as well. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's what, like just kind of reiterating what Corey said. And it's just hanging out with people and just getting to know what other people are doing because we're always caught up in just our own simple thing that we're doing day after day and this kind of mixes it up. So when we do collaborations, we do try to emphasize the style of the guest brewery. So our customers have something different on the board. Uh, they could get a little taste of the collaborating brewery. So for for the fun of, well, tell me the most interesting or shocking thing that shocked you, but let's confine it to like something that we all consider rote these days, right? Like, so if, if you were like, hey, let's just, you know, let's just have some fun. Let's just make some big, pillowy, ridiculous, 11% hazy, and we'll make it, you know, 60% pale, some wheat, some oats. I always throw a little acidulated in just to correct our water. Citra, mosaic, and strata, blah, blah, blah. Was there anybody who came in where, where kind of the, the normal sense in your head and all that is just this is this jumping platform for this discussion and maybe we'll change something along the way where they're like, oh, no, no, we use spelt. You know what I mean? Was there any great moment where you're like, the fuck do you do? You know what I mean? Has anybody done that to you recently? Uh, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't recently. It was about six years ago. So this is uh, predates Moxa. Uh, uh, so brewed a beer with uh, Julian, with or made a recipe with Julian from Beechwood. Okay. And, uh, oh, man, there was a hop addition every, like, five, ten minutes. And <laughs> 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 crazy, I don't think they do this anymore, but I was like, really, this looks like a homebrew recipe, <laughs> like a homebrew made. <laughs> and so, yeah, I did it, and uh, that had, like, horrible yield out of the kettle and horrible yield uh, <laughs> coming out of the tank, but it was yeah. damn delicious. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. We, I had a brewer in the house for about two or three years who I couldn't get to shake the, like, to-the-cup measurements of malts. I'd be like, dude, it's got to be by the bag now. You're on a big system now. You can't you can stop. You can't, you can't be like, and then we'll put on, you know, 10 pounds, 3 ounces, and 2 grams of, I'm like, no, no, no. no. Just throw a bag in. If it's not a bag, it's not going in. <laughs> you can half bag once. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, so that's a fun, yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining that recipe. All right. <laughs> What's the trick there? Use a, a football electronic football game right that's how you get that's that. the oh, yeah. that's the, like the, the steady dry hop yeah, yeah, yeah that's the, steady dry the constant that, yeah. the addition every yeah. have you ever been to that space to uh, to one? into dogfish no, no so whatever that continuous dry hopping thing they have now is is now a system designed into the big brew house but when you're in there there's a noise when it does it that is a very weird brew house noise it's like whoop and it's just some amount of hops being shot through a bent arm stainless steel foot diameter tube and you're in there like the fuck is it and like, oh that's the hopping the, you that, know, that's, that's, that's the our electronic out. football I was, team I was like yeah. that it's is every, a, every 60 seconds yeah but it's right? like but yeah. it's like this sound of like a air cannon throwing something at a metal wall like it, it's a really weird noise you should I don't know go if I've just ever, to experience it yeah I don't, I don't think I've ever seen it I wonder if anybody's done like the uh, like power hour with uh, <laughs> 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 every minute yeah you could just yeah I, I may have Jesus. done that last time I was there, not on purpose, but one of one of the mistakes that should never be I don't think Sam Calagione will ever make again was putting me in a room with a fridge full of sixty cold that I was just could grab whatever I wanted. <laughs> the whole time I'm talking like I was shambles. Weird. Yeah, can you imagine? Um how's your knee? It's it's fine. It's, it's that scab's not getting crusty right now. Not yet. Not, creaking not, around. Not just yet. Right. It's uh we were talking about 
I just want to just a little bit of clarification or clarity on what Sacramento is like these days, because I feel like it's often overlooked statewide, even though it's the capital, like everybody will talk about LA, they'll talk about the Bay Area, they'll talk about San Diego. Um, the times that I've been up to Sacramento recently, um, like I, I've enjoyed it and there's like a pretty cool beer culture and obviously you guys are doing cool stuff with the Kings these days. People are paying attention to the city because, you know, the team's doing well and, you know, teams, you know, well, they're, you know, as well as they can and you know Whoa. it's uh, uh i'm a knicks fan all right i'm that not i'm not gonna turn, i think you're like third in the west that was we were all like look how nice john's being employed at that pivot anyway as a, as a knicks fan i'm just perpetually disappointed so like you know it must, but it must be nice but because the team time. is doing as well as it is right now there seems to be like a renewed interest in your city and you know outside of beer but you can you know focus in on the beer a little bit more because people are paying attention so what is it like in like the sacramento scene if somebody's like oh i'm going to go to california say you know well don't go to san diego come up to sacramento why i mean sacramento's always kind of never been on the top list of destinations but um I think there's a lot of reasons to come visit, um, especially in the past five to seven years or so. The uh, beer scene has really blown up. Uh, there's a number of great breweries in town, um, and I could send people to any one of the corners of the city and, and find great beer. Um, there's quite a notorious good food scene in Sacramento, uh, especially downtown. A lot of great restaurants. Um, we've got two Michelin star restaurants and a lot of other upcoming places. Um, and other than that, like location, uh, we're a couple hours from the bay, we're a couple hours from Tahoe. We've got lakes and coasts and uh, all kinds of great destinations. Um, it's easy to reach. Yeah. Um, so it's not so bad. And then uh, on the on the sports thing, the Kings have been kicking ass this year, and yeah, uh, we actually much to John's chagrin apparently. Yeah, I know. It's against all <laughs> odds. Against all odds. <laughs> Uh, I didn't mean it that way. You definitely it was, meant uh, it that way. You absolutely said yeah. it that way. You meant it that way. I had temporarily <laughs> lost in my mind where they were in the standings, and I couldn't remember <laughs> if they were leading the league or not. So that's why I put the qualifier on it, so that I don't get two months from now an email being like, Fucking you know. But job. yeah, but they were in a free fall at that point, you know. So <laughs> it's, it's yeah. But John, when this comes too. out, they might have won the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like, Potentially, <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of grim years uh, for the Kings, so we're very excited. <laughs> uh, we brewed a beer called uh, Light the Beam, which there's this big purple uh, like strobe light thing that goes up in the sky every time they win a game. Okay. And, and with coupling with a great season, has really gotten people fired up. That's awesome. And so we brewed this hazy double IPA uh, called Light the Beam, and had our first like day of sellout of cans in a long time. That's amazing. And people just clamoring for it. Like the news came out and did a thing on it and. Uh, we batch two sold out in one day, and so there's there's really a lot of excitement there. I, it's a great name, right? Because I just think that's a cool name for a hazy, right? They're like, but there is a thing in the town that 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 it references. I'm like, oh, that's extra cool. But you know, light the beam is 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 a good name, but that it ties into that. And all the locals, like, right away, they're like, oh, fucking awesome. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was there because uh, I, I I popped in for the release and. 
yeah, there were 40 Kings fans, and we knew they were Kings fans because they were dressed up in all the attire, <laughs> yeah. and they could not wait to just max out on those four four-packs per person, and you saw that. Everybody who was waiting in line before we opened was grabbing multiple for them and their friends, and it was just that local community getting together. So uh, for me, being kind of an outsider, so I grew up in Sacramento. I, I moved um, six years ago, five and a half years ago to Sacramento, and it's just the community to really, like, binds together uh, for certain things and uh, the Kings doing well, uh, even though, yeah, it's been 16 years or so since our last uh, yeah. <laughs> playoff appearance. Yeah. You are the worst. <laughs> uh, they, they, Again, they're Knicks still, fan. Okay. Still 16 years sounds like a luxury. That is, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. That is. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're coming back. They're get, having a reason to be excited and to, yeah. uh, to be positive. And we're kind of contributing to that. That's awesome. What's the um? Just for my reference, because again, just an idiot. But how many? Like, how big is the city people-wise? Like, what's the population of Sacramento? I think Greater Sacramento is one point four million. Yeah, so that's a good amount of people to sell oh, beer yeah, to. Yeah. You don't yeah. you don't need any more than that, right? As long as you make good beer, there's going to be that many people in the neighborhood. Yeah, to we're, to we're selling over ninety percent uh, across our two locations. Uh, and outs- uh, we're just twenty minutes or twenty five minutes outside of Sacramento downtown. And uh, yeah, we sell over ninety percent in house. Yeah, that's so that's it's kind of like we're the neighborhood brewery, but also to a giant fucking neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. Well, yeah, just the small local, yeah, <laughs> just you know, yeah, million people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we are. Um, uh, I, I like I run the marketing, and it's kind of like market globally and sell locally. Mm-hmm. So we don't sell our beer here in Miami, yeah. but we want people to know about us. Yeah. That's why we go here. That's why we go out to Europe and pour at the uh, McKellar Fest. Yeah. And um, we want people yeah, to know who we own. are so then they come back to us. They, yeah. they get the taproom experience when they visit Sacramento. That's awesome. Yeah, and it seems to be working well. All right, should we read this letter? Sure. While uh, we've your... been here, somebody wrote us a letter, so I think do you have a different letter? I have from a different Kennedy letter, but really uh, we don't have to read this one be- but I wanted to acknowledge it. This no, is you from read this it. is from Art uh, who reached out um, who had a question for the show but we've already actually answered this. What do you guys think of these West Coast lagers, West Coast pilsners, Look at that. hobby lager pilsners? They well, seem Well, no, we can gained. talk about West Coast lager cuz we didn't do that. Um, we talked about West Coast IPA. Yeah. But so so West Coast Lager to you is also being called Italian Pilsner around the world right now. Does that make sense? Are we talking about just dry hopping a lager? I'd say the Italian Pils is more like with European varietals, but uh, with American varietals uh, and hopped kind of similar to an IPA, which I think uh, Italian Pilsner should be hopped a, lo- a lot less than that. Right. Uh, the West Coast Pilsners that we're producing along with other breweries, um, lot. For us, it's lagered properly and basically a hellish recipe that we dry hop the shit out of. Right on. Um, do you have? Do you personally, as you know, chef designers of things? So, I, all right, I'll just tell you my. So, I like to dry hop with laurel in a hell's, um, and you know what I mean. And if I hit it too hard with Cascade, I just feel like you lose what's going on there. So you know, and so all those sea hops that I would usually use for an IPA recipe, I wouldn't use for a dry hop lager. Do you get? Do you have a different set of favorite hops for Pilsners versus Pales? I mean, we're not really getting uh, a nice, nuanced lager out of this. It's it's, <laughs> it's a new vehicle for. I love uh, that candidness. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I get that, and and. I don't know, man. So, 
I don't think I love hazies, but the end of last night, I just grabbed one and walked home with it and triple and all pillowy and soft. And I was like, this is just fucking delightful way to put yourself to bed and skip the mojito bar, you miscreants. <laughs> We, with this renewed focus, though, on West Coast, where we had, um, we were talking with Sawyer last year when we were down here from Pure Project, and um, he was talking about how uh, he has seen the shift back to, you know, old school West Coast hopped beers, uh, where the bitterness is sort of showing up, and that you know the East Coast, you know, it, they're still doing really well, but that there does seem to be renewed interest in younger drinkers. Uh, you know, towards that. Do, do you feel, and I keep hearing that as well, of like, oh, West Coast, you know, anything is going to start making comebacks or, you know, it's going to be the new success story. Do you see that? Like, are we headed into a new era of West Coast appreciation? I, I think it's coming back. It, it never really went away, but there was that haze craze that people, that's what they wanted to drink. Right now, it's about even. It's yeah. about even for, for our region as far as West Coast, dry, clear. Uh, aromatic, a little dank, uh, and piney uh, versus the hazy, which is slightly uh, higher in, in residual sugar uh, and more like stone fruit tropical characteristic. I think people appreciate both, and uh, it shows in our numbers that they want one and then they go for the other. So there, it's just it's two different styles that people yeah. both appreciate. Yeah. And, and I, w I would say in my brain – and in my catalog, the stuff that's more traditional West Coast is just more drinkable, right? Like if I'm only gonna have one flavor in the night, you know what I mean? Like when I'm doing hazies, I kind of bounce around even between if two, where it's like, all right, I'll have this one, then that one, then the, you know what I mean? And you shift around a lot. But if it's like, all right, we're only drinking one beer tonight, I always go to our classic 12-year-old IPA recipe, which is O-Dub, and it's like, all right, if we're only gonna drink one, we'll drink that. But if we're gonna drink three, I'll grab a couple of the hazy ones. You know what I mean? I think, I think, when you had to live in your house for two or three years with just what beer you could carry in, I think that kind of brought us back to that kind of drinking, right? Like, I can't have 16 different four packs with four friends tonight. I'm going to drink one beer. It's got to, you know, it's go, let's go back to Chico yeast and let's fucking live, you know what I mean? Does that square with you guys? There. I think it's uh, it speaks to kind of regionality again. I mean, maybe in... Uh, Maybe in San Diego, the the older school IPA is making a resurgence in some circles, but I mean, also the the new wave West Coast is is huge, and the yeah. the ultra light, ultra clean, um, just pure expression of hops, and that the notion of being balanced with crystal malt is sort of out the window. Um, yeah. But I could definitely see that coming back um, in certain places. Yeah. Um, so when we say West Coast IPA, though. You guys are pitching Chico in those, right? Like, or, or yeah, because that, that was the one. So I won't say who, but I was talking to somebody who had made a West Coast recently, famous East Coast brewer, who'd made a West Coast. And it was fucking delightful. And I was so happy with that night. So happy I had to call him. I was like, so, dude, I just, I just, I just, I just, um, I just drank your beer. This da-da-da beer. And then, did you pitch Chico? <laughs> He's like, I did. I was like. You can still get Chico. I thought you you were only allowed to use Conan, <laughs> you know. And, and we were, and he's like, no, no, no. And it's really good. I was like, I couldn't be happier. It was such a nice beer, but I couldn't figure out how you got those flavors out of Conan. And it turned out he didn't. He used Chico. So I was. That's I, we've been talking around it the whole time. But that's the first difference, right? Mm -hmm. You're gonna use an L3 yeast, or you're gonna use Chico. Now you're West Coast or East, right? Yeah, that, that's always gonna be the yeast for West Coast IPA. Yeah. 
Yeah. Has to be. Stolen from Newark, New Jersey, you know. Fantastic. That's our that's our yeast they stole out there yeah. in Chico. All right, we Sons gotta get we gotta get you guys to this festival. Yeah, we all gotta go to this festival and start drinking, goddammit. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to leave these two beers here, but if we finish these two beers, I'm not getting I'm on going that right train to the tonight. airport. Lucky you. Yeah, I'm going start. right to the airport. Well gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I'm bringing two us. fucking thank lovely you. beers. What a yeah. great what a great capper on our, our two month tenure down here in Florida. Yeah, this is fun. Um you should you should do the thing where you tell them where, where to your go Instagram and how is and where yeah. your places are because we always just storm right through that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> y- you can follow us on uh, just social media on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, also our website. If you do do come to our tap room, our whole tap list is on our website. But uh, awesome. yeah, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can see all the updates right there. Awesome. Right that's what All we right, do. Tell them how we to have give Instagram us money so that you can come to this next year. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Beer. And thank you for everybody who's been supporting us. And uh, we got to start doing some fun stuff for everybody again. And, and we will. We're going to get Justin on that. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll finally do that fifth anniversary party. One, one of these arts. years we'll do a, a, a party and everything. We've but now been at this eight years. We So Justin was finally doing a thing where we were all going to get together at somebody's brewery with all the people that listen to this from the region. And COVID happened. <laughs> and we just haven't. Yeah. And we just never we just haven't emerged. Right? It was we the first time we've emerged. That, that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, send us letters at stealthespearpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, thanks again for everything. Get at us, y'all. Yeah.